Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your place for church and technology. It's time to level up. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Thai here along with Blessing Bofu and a very special guest, Sean Lacey. Uh, Sean has been uh, part of the Church Mag fam for quite, quite a long time. I don't know. How many years has it been, yeah. Sean? Gosh, it was before I moved up here, so uh, five or six years. Yeah, it's maybe? been a while. I, he... he uh, uh, he, he's written for us. He's uh, helped with the and, and done and is, I think, in full control of the uh, uh, Church Meg Minecraft server and yep. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So um, Sean's been around a long time and he's just always hung around the back channel. And it's always it's always fun to catch up and, and talk. And uh, not too long ago in the back channel here on Church Meg in the Slack channel there, uh, Sean had made a comment about. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but basically like we have to get over the kind of the throwaway culture of electronics. And with this holiday season, I was just like, you know, that was really, really getting me because we recently had to buy some uh, some new phones around our house. And it's always so frustrating. Um, My wife said if I could just take these two phones and swap around the parts. I mean, they're like the same model of phone, you know? If we could like somehow switch the, you know, take the audio port from this one and put it there and switch the glass, like we would have a perfectly operating phone, right? The ability to replace parts on our phones would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, but no, we just throw them away. And then Sean was talking about we have to get over this throwaway technology culture that we have. And, you know, I feel like it goes from anywhere between our $900 cell phones. It can go from that to uh, completely find an operational TV that then you replace with another new and improved quote unquote TV or the piles of microwaves our family received when we first moved to the United States. From that to the um, uh, throwaway cheap electronics that have the battery in them that once they die, they die and you just you know, chuck the, the plastic and, and circuit boards into the landfill. And that really struck a chord with me. And I thought we should talk about it a little bit on today's podcast, especially since we're, this is going to be the, um, this is the Black Friday podcast. And this is, this is like no judge zone, I want to just say. This is not to like make you feel bad or anything else. Cause like I, we got new cell phones. Like part of this is we're, we're kind of trapped in it. But as Christians, it feels like we should be good stewards and we should be mindful of these things. And if anyone should be conscious about it, it should be us. Sean, like, tell it, you know, yeah. share share some of your thoughts on it, man. I want to hear it. Yeah, definitely. For Sean, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sean and baby here. I've got a mm-hmm. brand new baby that I'm rocking as we're, as we're doing this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been something that's been on my heart for a long time. Uh, I, I am the first to admit that I have been bit by that uh, new tech bug for a very long time. And it's really only been over the last probably four years that I've really tried to be more conscientious of, of what I'm doing with my tech. Um, I've gone through a lot of Samsung phones. I've gone through some LG phones, uh, laptops, uh, at one previous job, I was going through laptops a lot faster than I probably needed to. Um, I've been on the same laptop that I've got right now for about five years, which is wonderful. And I constantly have to fight myself from being like, Oh, but I could get a new laptop that does this or has this, or, you know, my laptop has a 4k display and with, there are, you know, better displays out there, but do I really need a 4k display? And, you know, we, we go back and forth with this constant pressure that the, the tech industry is reinforcing as powerfully as they possibly can. 
to make you feel like, yeah, you do need a new phone every two years. You do need to start looking at a new phone every year and a half. You know, you got to keep your pulse on there, on or your finger on the pulse of, uh, of new technology. And I use phones as the greatest example because I think it, it sort of is because there's such a high turnover. You know, the, the, the manufacturers for whatever device you have, the OS, you know, needs to be regularly updated. And, you know, the tech, the batteries especially don't, don't seem to hold up for long-term use. And so this last time around, as I was looking for new devices, I was really trying to pay attention to, there's not a whole lot of difference between phones anymore. And each year the updates are less and less impressive and less and less yeah. real incremental now. Yeah. 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 And way yeah. more expensive. That, that is, that is a very, very, I, I love that observation, Sean. Um, phones are getting more expensive and the, the, uh, up steps are less impressive. You know, you, you could argue say, well, you know, that new, uh, the, the new iPhone camera is amazing, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I suppose you might be able to point to some of these things, but I, I guess part of it too, Sean is kind of the, what we're trapped in is, you know, you kind of touched on it with the software updates is the plan, the planned obsolescence and the increments that technology is, you know, let out, you know, uh, we're not making huge strides because we need to, you know, companies are are eking out as much profitability as they can on the tech because you don't want to make the leaps too big, right? I think the trap is easy. Uh, it's easy to fall in the trap um, of uh, this is why you need the new one. Um, I mean, those guys are good. I mean, if you really... Oh, yeah. If you think about the marketing and the, it's like, oh, my life is so terrible. What a mess. And um, um, I'm missing out on something if I don't have uh, three cameras on my phone instead of two. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think a lot of it has to also do with um, just the state of like, just being aware that you're being marketed to and the people selling and don't necessarily have the best your best interest at heart. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, is I don't I don't want anyone to 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 hear this or walk away and think, oh gosh, you know, I'm a bad human or or feel any kind of condemnation in that sense. I just want us to start thinking about it. I think that that is probably the best step forward because I mean the truth of the matter is is as much as we like to talk about the butterfly effect and one person person making a difference to some degree you know sean waiting longer to get a new laptop you know globally so to speak doesn't make a huge impact right but lots of individuals it does start to and i think it's really that that conscious um mindful turning of the tide person by person and living out what you believe i think ultimately that's what it comes like there's a there's a deeper meaning than just the sheer you know uh numbers um as absolutely as, as it stacks up and i think there's some of it too is uh this this all blends in with the whole concept of tech creep that that you guys have talked about before you know, just this, there's always new things that we can add and always new things that we can do. But, and I'll say the same thing that I've said with technology for, for years now. And that's that, like, especially when it comes to upgrades, what I, as, a, as an IT person, uh, want to hear is just people to be honest with themselves about why they want the new technology, why they want the new fancy thing. <laughs> 
because it helps us bring into mind that we can come up with a million excuses. You know, I primarily use Windows and Android, but I support Macs oh, and no. iPhones and all that kind of stuff on the regular. And so if an employee comes up to me in a position that would not typically be in within like the Mac infrastructure uh, of our business, I and want and this, you know, asking for a new Mac laptop or something like that. They can give all of the technical reasons they want to tell me why a Mac is the best thing for them. Mm-hmm. But 99% of those things are not going to fly. They're things they could do just as fine with a more inexpensive device. But if they, if they, you know, several of them, as we've had these conversations, it's like, if you just want to tell me that you feel like you can work better on a Mac, then awesome. We'll, we'll figure the budget out and we'll get this sorted. But if you come with all of these tech, you know, related, oh, it does this better. Oh, it does that better. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't. Like, Let's be honest here. If you want a Mac because it's nice and shiny, awesome. If you want an iPhone, because if you want a brand new top of the line Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus match, you know, ultra, whatever, uh, then okay, cool. Be honest with yourself for the reason you're getting it. Because if it isn't, you know, if it's because it's not holding a battery charge anymore. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's understandable. Yeah. Lithium ion batteries don't hold charges for a very long time yeah. and they go out and we're getting cheaper and cheaper batteries put in some of these devices. So, yeah. and that's a good thing to think about as well. And, and this is why this is, this is a, this is a think podcast and not a shame podcast. And it's because, you know, not necessarily getting the cheapest thing is the way to go, right? You could go through, you can go through twice as many cheap phones as one nicer phone, right? And and be contributing less. Did you spend more? Maybe at the end of the day, you even spent less. But it isn't necessarily about the the economics of it. I mean, that is an element, but there's also the waste of it as well. Because you know, going through three phones, that's three batteries versus one phone, which is the one battery. Like the amount of waste and pollutants that you're that you're contributing to the earth is is you know oh, yeah. a lot different. And lithium is terrible. We recently had here in, in Tacoma, Washington, it was like two two years ago, I drove my, my commute and saw this just this pillar of smoke coming out of the scrapyard uh, down in the port. They had improperly disposed of lithium ion batteries at the bottom of a giant metal scrap pile, and they caught fire, oh. burst into flames, and they closed down most of the businesses in the port because the, the air condition was so bad. Wow. 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 Dang. Like, that's all. That's a whole other story, but like, you know, what we're putting in our technology, if they're not disposed of properly, is incredibly toxic. Right. And and that that's the end of life. And of course, there's the the start of life, which there are some definite definite ethical questions in mind, not only from the 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 labor of the assembly of it, but the work conditions of the assembling of it, and even even the technology of the natural resources that are mined. There's a lot of there's a lot of ethical issues going yeah. on with that as well. There's there's the other thing that I'm thinking about is how I mean we're talking at a very personal level at the moment, but I'm just. Uh, you know, I'm translating it to an organizational level where we're not even thinking about, or I don't know how many churches have policies in place. Um, that kind of, I don't know if the policy or just, hey, this is how we do things or how we decide. Um, mm. You know, this when we get a new computer and when it's reached the end of life, this is how we're going to dispose of it. Um, yeah. It's not going to go die in a dark room somewhere or 
uh, Chuck DeLue. Right, or, or what, what is it uh, Phil Schneider used to call the, what is it, the uh, cassette closet? Oh, yeah, the cassette closet. <laughs> all the old cassettes yeah, are put. Yeah. yeah, Put it there where all hmm. all tech goes to die. But honestly, right? I would yeah. rather they go in a dark room in a building than just throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. T- tell, yeah. tell us, Sean, I mean, you're, this is, this is your grind, like not only the supporting tech, but also being, you know, helping, um, the, the business that you work for, you know, uh, distribute tech amongst the employees, et cetera, et cetera. So what kind of tips or advice would you give, you know, whether it be a small church or a nonprofit organization that doesn't have somebody on staff to do, to deal with this stuff? What, what are some tips and some thoughts and ideas uh, that you would give them uh, sure. regarding these things? Uh, we do once a year, at least once a year, we uh, call up a local recycler. It's uh, free. They mm-hmm. come out and they pick up the tech. You just basically put it on a pallet or stack it up somewhere. They'll come out and pick it up. And then you like... For, for me, this has been a, a, you know, for the last five years, I've been slowly replacing old systems with newer systems that are going to be more mm-hmm. cost effective and are going to be um, less waste. They're small HP Pro Towers that are that have been great, but the old ones mm-hmm. all get stacked up in the back. And then once a year, we have all, we kind of put out an email to the whole company and say, if you've got any tech at home or anything of that sort, bring it in. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the same pickup anyway. And you know, they're making money off of it as they're disassembling the parts and refurbishing things. Um, so that's my biggest recommendation. Any any Metroplex and really any decently sized city is going to have, in the, at least in the U.S., is going to have some sort of technology mm-hmm. recycling service that is either mm-hmm. free or very, very little cost. Right, because hopefully you're replacing tech that isn't so functional you couldn't give it to another church or organization or nonprofit. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you've gotten enough life out of it that it, it could go to the, one of these services that you're talking about, Sean, that it can be, you know, rebuilt up. It can get some upgrades or, you know, uh, it can be yeah dealt with appropriately. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say even on top of that, like, because I do a lot of, um, you know, I'll take old systems that I get from here and there and I'll refurbish them myself, reinstall an operating system that comes with the, you know, I've got all the discs and I use the CD key off the side of the, the box and, you know, we, you know, then I'll resell those or we'll donate them or something like that. But that's on a personal level. But yeah, on a, on a personal level, that's that's how I set up my son's um, economical gaming rig is I got one, one of the I forget the, the I forget the website. It'd be helpful if I did. But they deal in used gear and you never actually they'll have a sale. But the sale is because they got like a pallet of, you know, IBM's. Mm-hmm. Um, multiplexes right <laughs> so they got like a whole bunch of yeah. you know of, of one thing yeah. and uh, so i got one of those on the cheap because it had like an i5 a decent processor in it and you know i i modified the case to to handle an actual proper gpu and everything and i not only saved money but then i was able to reuse so instead of that computer you know hitting a landfill or you know whatever like he's going to get a lot of use out of it and actually using the technology to the to the fullest and i, I think that that is a, a real practical way that we can we can deal with this because i mean as consumers sometimes i feel pretty powerless but being able to reuse seems like a pretty powerful way to to uh kind of mitigate sure. the situation mm-hmm. and then you touched on something earlier as well that that is really valuable when it comes to uh technology and our responsibility to be good stewards of the the environment and and uh, of just our own pocketbook and trying to do what we can to be better about creating less waste. 
one of those is, is, is finding devices that have a good balance of cost effectiveness as, or total cost and then performance. Mm. So as you're saying That's earlier, good. buying two, you know, two or three phones over the course of three years versus one phone that might last you three years or four years. Um, with technology, we, especially with Black Friday, there are going to be a ton of deals out there yeah. for devices that are mm. going to be cheap but they're not going to hold up. Yeah, in fact, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, That should be a heads up to a lot of people. When uh, the whole Black Friday, it's international. Um, In living, my my time in Italy, our seven years in Italy, I I was surprised to find that they have Black Friday there. Now, they don't have Thanksgiving, clearly, um, but they still, they have Black Friday. So, like, (laughs) we've... Black Friday in South Africa. Yeah, it has been exported to the world. And, Companies, of course, have caught on to this, especially electronic manufacturers, and they actually have Black Friday produced things. So if you look at the model number, it'll be very similar to their mainstream model, but it's a special Black Friday version, and it's it's essentially stripped down. It's 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 less. So you really have to be careful on some, not not all, of course, but you do have to be mindful and careful about some of those Black Friday deals. Um, and and also, uh, I want to mention like refurbs. Refurbs can be great too, uh, since we're talking a little bit about saving money, right? And getting the most for your money. Like I have, I have a, a fairly high quality phone. Um, uh, it retails, I think, for three hundred, and uh, refurbed. Uh, it, I think it's the new gen is just coming out. So like, like perfect timing of the release of the new gen coming out and being refurbed. I was able to replace my wife's phone. Uh, for only a hundred bucks, right? And so for a hundred bucks and her last one lasted uh, three years. And the only reason why it died is because it, it fell in water, right? So like that's that's decent use out of tech. Um, so, and, and, and it's not just, it's not just, you know, saving yourself money. I mean, that's great, right? But then, you know, like we've touched on multiple times now, just the kind of overall environmental impact that has as well. well. Can you take so. advantage of the Black Friday though? I think that's the other... I think, s- I think you can, if you're wise about it, but you, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah. But I think be mindful. Well, I mean, you could probably just draw up a um, hit list if they stuff yeah. at you already need yes yes blessing you're absolutely right you need to know ahead of time what you want like um when when uh, it was, it's been quite a few years now um i was ready to i was ready to buy a new laptop and it was in september i think it was or no yeah was it september it was yeah i think it was let me start over it was uh early september I was like, okay, I got to replace this computer. I need a new one. Um, I, I have my eye on this particular laptop. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to wait for Black Friday. And she's like, you're going to wait like two months? I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you only get a computer, a new computer, like two years at the most. Usually you're talking more like every four years you're getting a new computer. I can wait two months to get a Black Friday deal. And that's exactly what I did. So I knew exactly what I wanted. And I was able to, uh, I did a little bit of both. I did a little bit of savings and got a little extra, right? So I got exactly what I was looking for. Um, got a little bit bigger uh, SSD drive, right? Um, so I spent less and literally got more than I would have before. Uh, so I was able to really work that in my favor. So you're absolutely right, Blessing. you got to map it up and know what you want ahead of time. Um, you know, if you want to get your, your kids a gaming system and you already know that ahead of time and you see a great deal, yeah, sure, go for it, you know? But don't succumb to you're at Walmart and you see like the eight pack of uh, 
remote control cars and you're like, Hey, I think my kids might like that. Like, don't, don't succumb to that. Right. Or suddenly you got to replace your TV. If, if you don't need to replace your TV and you haven't been eyeing them and researching them and know what you're doing, you just don't get the black Friday yeah. deal. I, I, I do yeah. not advise. Yeah. And, and you, and you're never saving. Well, you, I mean, you, you are saving, but sometimes, <laughs> the only way you, sometimes the only way you save is if you stay home yeah, exactly. and don't go online. <laughs> yeah, <you know> the <laughs> pressure off. If you buy, if you buy two, then you'll save a hundred dollars. And you're like, no, I'm out yeah. of spent money. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like the days of the ridiculous Black Friday deals are pretty much well behind us. Huh. You know, that, the, the days of, of riots in stores, you know, that's becoming less and less because the deals are not as great as yeah, they the used to be. the golden years. <laughs> yeah, the golden years of chaos during Black Friday. Mm. Gosh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it's... You, as long as you're honest with yourself about why you're doing it you know if you do need a new tv just ask yourself that question why why do you need a new tv is it because you want a new tv and that's fine if you want a new tv and you've budgeted for it or you've got the money for it then awesome and you're comfortable with it like do it like i I think that's just it this this isn't a rule thing right we're not saying you know as christians we should or shouldn't do certain things this is about establishing fundamentals and i I like what you've outlined there sean is being self-aware enough and honest with yourself and if you're really that honest with yourself and you're still getting the green light then by all means go for it right but be honest with yourself be honest that's 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 good advice. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. This morning was four, I think four a.m. Oh gosh, is when I when I took over for this little guy, and then my alarm goes off at five thirty every morning. So it was kind of a okay. I guess I'm up. <laughs> right? Seriously, gosh, yeah. if I get up that early, then sometime in the early afternoon, my body is like, so about what you did today. <laughs> Mine does the exact same thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been uh, about around two o'clock. I start like slouching in my my chair at work and will drool out one side of my mouth and yeah. And then you start reconsidering your your latest commitment to less coffee, and you're like, hmm, maybe maybe not today. <laughs> maybe today I have more coffee. I do. I have I have a, a max of fifty four grams of uh, beans at least a day. So how that's do, uh, how do you measure that? So I, I do I do a pour over for my coffee. Okay. Okay. And so I, I weigh out fifty four grams of beans, grind that, and then fifty four is usually like if it's a rough morning, I'll do fifty four. Um, otherwise, it's thirty four grams to five hundred grams of, of water. And then if I'm adding fifty four grams, I push it up to grams. That is some serious coffee science blessing. Can you even handle you, that? Yeah, you are. You thought your co- your coffee game was strong. Yeah. This is like I'm. I am like such a hack. I feel like such a hack now. <laughs> I I don't know if I should say this. Please don't hang up. 
<laughs> I eyeball it. You know, I I did that for years and years and years and years. And then what happened? I just wanted something better. I mean, I, I roast my own coffee. I've been doing that for about 12 years now. Oh, my gosh. And so it's been a labor of love. And it's been kind of back and forth as to how I make my coffee. But lately, I've just wanted consistency. Mm. I've wanted my cup in the morning to just be solid every morning. And so I've started weighing it out more. And the results are drastic. So, so you, I found a water to weight ratio that works really well. So where do you get your do you, beans to roast them? Uh, I, there's a distributor in out of uh, Southern California called Sweet Maria's. I of buy course. my beans uh, about eight pounds every two weeks or two weeks, every eight pounds every uh, about two and a half months. Hmm. Uh, Sounds like well, you're kind of deal blessing. Ask, when do you, when do you, when, well, I was about to ask him like, Hey, you know, when do you actually pick your, you know, the beans and <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? we have a very small coffee tree growing in a pot right now, um, but that will not produce fruit in this climate. You weren't far off blessing. You weren't. And I, 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 I assume that, uh, these beans are, um, trade free for the majority. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, most of them are fr- most of them are fair trade. Fair trade, um, that's the word. It's been too yeah, long since I said most of them are fair trade. Yeah, nice. Some of them are. Uh, both the fair trade and organic labels require a significant amount of money to ob- obtain, mm. and so I trust the company that I buy them through more than I trust whether something's been able to get the fair trade or organic labels. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy that that does the picking he goes farm to farm and he you know he understands where the money's going and he does a really good job of that so i've, I've trusted him for years and have a clear conscience about that because coffee is a you know it, it can be a very uh i don't want to say bloody industry but it's it can be like people can really be taken advantage of mm-hmm. much like like cocoa yeah cocoa farming people just paying you know making pennies on the dollar Mm -hmm. So, wow. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 